Good evening, Bethlehem and saints of God. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, or maybe even good night or whatever time you're tuning into our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. My name is Pastor Michael Eton, and I am so glad that you've joined us tonight. And before we get into the study tonight, we want to take this opportunity to invite you to the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We're located at 311 North Dunbar. Again, we're located at 311 North Dunbar. We'd love to see your face in this place. Why don't you go ahead and visit our website at Hear God's Word at Bethlehem.com. Again, our website is Hear God's Word at Bethlehem.com. And there you can get to know us. And once you get to know us, scroll down to the site and click the Facebook tab, the Instagram tab, the Twitter tab, the LinkedIn tab, and follow or friend us in what I call Cyber Church. We'd love for you to be a part of our extended uh, Cyber Church family. But ultimately, we want to see you in this place at 311 North Dunbar, right in the heart of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. Tonight, for the first timers, this is how the program will go. We're going to have an opening prayer, announcements, the reading of the word, the introduction video, the Bible study itself, the invitation, and then the benediction. It's meant to be a time from 6 p.m. to 6.40 Central Standard Time on Wednesdays, but ultimately, we allow the Holy Spirit to do his work, and he is our time keeper. So let's go ahead and open up in the word of prayer. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your holy name. You are always worthy to be praised. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come on the earth as it is in heaven. And as we remember how hallowed you are, we're reminded that we are people of unclean lips, Father. And we ask you to forgive us our sins, wash us and cleanse us, that we might be in right relationship with you, that we might be in right fellowship with you, that we may tonight hear a word from the Lord. We thank you, Father, for moving in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. We want to encourage you, Bethlehem, to continue to fast and pray for the body. We had an answered prayer last night. Uh, uh, Sister Jocelyn Russian, a member of our church, uh, was voted in uh, the mayor of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. So we're praising God and we've been praying for months about this and to God gets the glory for her story in Jesus name. I also want you to continue to fast and pray for the Anderson family as they funeralized their sister yesterday. And we're praying and continue to pray for this family. They've had a lot, a lot of issues, but God is greater or trials and tribulations in the family. So I want you to lift them up. Also special prayer for the Ford family. Sister Tracy is taking her son, Stephen, uh, who's gonna be working in a suburb of Denver, Colorado, his first job after college. And we are, praying for his transition, safe travels and traveling mercies and traveling grace uh, for them as well. And we're excited for what God is doing in their family. And I'll send out the pastor's uh, prayer list on tomorrow. And I want you to continue to fast and pray for the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. 
Also, I want to encourage us as a church to on September the 20th, September 20th, that's a Wednesday night, to be a part of the Pilgrim uh, Baptist Church Fall Revival. September the 20th is our night. Our choir will be singing on that night. And this man of God has supported our work. We want to support him and encourage him as well and want you to be praying uh, for this fall revival in Jesus' name. And of course, uh, we're going to come back on that Sunday and celebrate 121 years at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. It's an exciting time. One of the sons of our church is coming back home again. Reverend Herman Stevenson is going to come and bless us there. And it was 121 years, and we're encouraging uh, those of you who are able to give $1 per year as a special offering during this time. Um, so we're just so excited. And again, want you to be fasting and praying for this as well. I have a few other um, announcements, uh, uh, other announcements. And these announcements are basically uh, mark your calendar, mark your calendar. I've had been asked to be part of a service of helping, celebrating a friend of ours of the ministry, Dr. Lawson's and his great ministry. He'll be celebrating 40 years in the month of October. And on October the 11th, we're going to go and share with him as we're celebrating 40 years of ministry for him at First Baptist Church in Ardmore, Oklahoma. So mark your calendar and be in prayer for that as well. And also uh, Bethlehem and for the Chickasaw District, uh, we want you to mark your calendars for our annual revival, which will be October the 23rd through the 25th nightly there at Mount Zion Baptist Church, Northmore, Oklahoma. The Reverend Dr. John Adolph is going to come and he was with us last year and we're excited about this as well. Tonight, we're going to continue in a series entitled, He's Been Faithful ah, to the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We're celebrating all month long his faithfulness. The Bible says in Psalms 37, 25, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his bread this this seed begging bread all month long we're going to stand on that as we celebrate 121 years here at the bethlehem baptist church we are excited this whole month we're going to see this month the faithfulness of god in the past and to which we can stand on for the future so we're excited about this series and we're looking in the lives of the bible characters who God has shown himself faithful. We're looking at the life of Abraham and how God was faithful to Abraham, how God was faithful to Moses. We looked last Sunday, uh, how God was faithful to Joseph. We're gonna to see tonight how God was faithful to Noah. We're gonna see how God is faithful to Ruth and, and uh, we're gonna see how God is faithful on the 24th on the 24th to the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And the last message 
Uh, it's listed here as he's faithful to Elisha. So we're excited about what God is doing in the life of our church as we're celebrating 121 years and, and we're doing like the young folk uh, do. They say it's their birthday month. So this is our birthday month and we're celebrating all month long God's uh, faithfulness and how God uh, has been faithful to Bethlehem and those of us who are disciples here. Tonight again, we're gonna share he was faithful to Noah. He was faithful to Noah, Genesis chapter 9, verse 15 and 16. And let me read this in your hearing. It says, I will remember my covenant between uh, me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. I read to you Genesis chapter 9, verse 15 through 16. May God only bless the doers of his marvelous and holy word. Again, tonight, we're going to see how God was faithful to Noah, how God was faithful to Noah. We're going to look on around three points. The Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about the covenant sign of Noah, the creation sign of Noah, and the clouds sign of Noah. The covenant sign of Noah, the creation or creature sign of Noah, and the clouds sign of Noah. And we want Christians to know tonight the sign of God's faithfulness to Noah is also a sign of God's faithfulness to Christians. Let me say that again. The sign of God's faithfulness to Noah is also a sign of God's faithfulness to Christians. We're going to look at this brief video, and then we're going to get into the word. Amen and praise the Lord. Amen and praise the Lord. And as always here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, we've uh, ever since loyalty months have been watching or watching uh, the calendar. And as you see, as we study the calendar, most of what goes on in the Bible comes from the Middle East, from the Middle East, uh, modern day Iran, Iraq, Syria and uh, Turkey as uh, the places that most of what's going on in the Bible has taken place at different times in history. Now, we're at the time of Noah's Ark, and we know Noah's Ark and his story that God told Noah to build an ark. And Noah had to build that ark by faith. And this is one artist's rendering of what the ark look like and uh, it was said that he had to preach uh, about 120 years as he built this ark and he had to build this ark by faith because theologians tell us that it had never rained before so and many theologians tells us that uh, noah was preaching to all mankind that it was going to rain 
Um, but it had never rained before, and it took him all that time to build the ark. And you know the story. God uh, led uh, two by two of uh, all the animals uh, on uh, this ark. And, and you know that the flood came, and the flood destroyed, it says, uh, every living creature. If, if you were not on the ark, you did not survive. You did not survive. And, uh, you know, he was out in the ark and theologians believe this is where on the Mount Mount Arad is where after the flood receded, they believe that this, it was this mountain where the ark let out. And you can see here, and as always, we like to kind of give you a vantage point down around here is that land of Cana that we would know uh, up in here is where around up in here is where Jerusalem would end up being and what we call the holy land uh, up in this area here but this was a worldwide flood and this is where they believe up in Turkey where Dr. Reed is about to take, uh, Pop Reed's about to take a journey up there so that they will study uh, the churches that were, that Paul planted up in Turkey. So this is, can be considered, uh, especially for us New Testament believers, uh, somewhat of a holy land too, too modern day Turkey. But Mount Arad is where they believe that this is where uh, the ark landed and this is a modern picture of mount Ararat right here so this is where we are in the text and we hope that it gives you some context of what has happened in the text point number one the covenant sign of noah he says i will remember my covenant between me and you and all the living creatures of every kind Never again will the waters, because of flood, destroy all life. One of the things I didn't share in the background information is that the world was completely and utterly wicked. And I always like to establish God's uh, point of view. Now I know in our day and time, it, it was about it's about eight billion people on the planet in our day and time. I do not know how many people were on the planet back then, um, but I do know that it was a massive amount of people. And God has never been impressed, as you've heard me say, a time or two with a crowd of people that don't uh, obey him. I mean, because God has destroyed the world over this. But when, when everybody's thought was evil, God destroyed the whole world. God has destroyed the temple. Three times we, we know on record, he destroyed Solomon's temple. 
And they did not have a problem with people going to church. They did not have a problem with people coming to sacrifice. Didn't have a problem with people coming from all over the world to worship God, except they were not sincere in their faith. And God destroyed Solomon's holy temple. Gold and silver and mag it was a magnificent place, but God is not impressed with a crowd of people who exercise religious rights but do not love him with all of their hearts. He, he destroyed the world. He destroyed Solomon's temple, Ezra's temple, even Harris' temple. He destroyed it all, and they didn't have a problem with a crowd. Hello, somebody. They didn't have a problem with people coming to church. They didn't have a problem with people trying to sacrifice to the church. Their only problem was is that their every thought was evil and God once again is not impressed with a crowd of folk that leave him out. Hello, mega church theology. Once again, we like to think because there's more people that must be more God, but uh, that's not the truth. That's not the truth. It's not the number of people that God is impressed with. The, God is impressed with the, the remnant that would serve him with all of their heart. And once again, we like to talk about 20,000s and 30,000s of folks. How many folk were on the, oh, here again, small church on the ark. Hello, somebody. You see, that wasn't a mega church on the ark. Hello, someone. There was a church like, hey, Bethlehem Baptist Church. And most churches that are less than 100 on a Sunday morning that people are not impressed with. You see, God always took the remnant of people who served him and used them in a mighty way. It don't take a lot of people for God to work. It, it just takes a few people who have a heart and a mind to serve him. Uh, and Noah and saved his whole family because he had a heart and a mind to serve him. Uh, and we don't have to have a, a crowd full of folk for God to move in a mighty and awesome way. Noah literally saved the world. Woo! Hello, somebody. With that remnant, with that remnant, he literally saved the world. God can save the world from right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, a small church in a small town, less than, oh, 6,000 folk. Oh, God can save through the remnant, don't look at folk who ain't here. Look at who's here and who loves the Lord with all their heart, mind, and soul because it is the remnant that God used to save the world. One family that God used to save the world because God wasn't impressed with the number of people who were evil with all of their thoughts, mind. He was not impressed with that and he destroyed everything and everybody. Ooh. He destroyed everything and everybody because they did not love him with all their hearts, minds, souls, and might. 
And God had to make a covenant with himself because if God had made this covenant, he probably would have had to destroy the world over and over again like he had destroyed the temple over and over again because people love to leave God out. Hello, somebody. They want to serve the creation as opposed to of the creator. And God had to make a covenant so that he wouldn't destroy the world again. And this is what God is saying. I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. And that's the covenant sign of Noah. We know it as the rainbow, but the promise was to never again for the waters to become a flood that would destroy all life. God is a promise keeper. And if he made a promise to Noah, then the promises that he makes to you, uh, you can stand on it in Jesus' name. Leviticus 26 and 45 says this for, but for their sake, I will remember the covenant with their fathers whom I brought out of the land of Egypt in the sight of all the nations that I might be their God. I am the Lord. You see, God is a promise keeper. God is a covenant keeper. And God has to make promises to himself. He said, I remember the covenant of their father. You know their father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and who brought them out of Egypt. That we talked about Joseph and the sight of all nations, that I might be their God, and I am the Lord. Don't you know the Lord of the Egyptians who said, Moses asked whom shall I say sent you? And God said, say that I am that I am. He said, I promise by myself. I make a covenant to myself. I am that I am. And that meant that he would be everything that Moses needs to get him and the people out of Egypt. And don't you know that very same God is a covenant keeper to you? If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, don't you know he's made a covenant with you to take care of your every need? And all you've got to do is believe in the God who is a promise keeper. Never again since Noah had the earth been flooded. Hello, somebody. And God always remember that he made a covenant with the fathers. Because he made the covenant with the fathers, he made a covenant to us. New Testament turns through Jesus Christ. What is it that you're facing today? Are you sick in your body? Can you remember that God is a promise keeper, that God has the power to heal and deliver and set free? What is it that you're struggling with? Oh, is it something or has life somehow gotten out of control? You've got to remember the promises of God and you've got to know what the promises is. And that's why we study his word because in times of 
of needs you can call on him, especially in the Old Testament by name. Jehovah Jireh is our God who will provide. Oh, and Jehovah Rapha means that he's a healing God. But in New Testament terms, all you've got to call on in the midst of your trials, in the midst of your divorce, in the midst of your heartaches, in the midst of your pains, in the midst of where it seems like life has gone out of control of the fires in the midst of the hurricanes of life, whether physical or emotional hurricanes. God says today, you've got to know that I am a promise keeper. You can call on me today. I'm still the God of I am, but all you got to do is call on the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, God is a promise keeper. He, he's a covenant keeping God. And he kept his covenant to Noah, and guess what? He'll keep his covenant to me. Now, this next point was very interesting to me as we continue tonight talking about he was faithful to Noah. He was faithful to Noah. The second point was very interesting to me, the creature sign of Noah. Because for the first time, I guess because I'm not really into animals. I hadn't seen this. I've read it several times. Uh, but it, I guess the Holy Spirit just didn't highlight it to me um, because I'm not a man of nature. I, I don't uh, have animals. I, you know, the last uh, animal I had was when I was a child, a dog called Fifi. And, 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 and I love Fifi, but I, I got to a certain age where I, I just lost all kind of contact with uh, the animal world, but animals are a part of many of our lives. Uh, some of the most loving beings, uh, particularly dogs, and, and say a dog is a man's best friend, and cats, and there's some folk who whose households, they, they, they're on farms and they have all kinds of animals on the farm. They have chickens and they have goats and, and they have lambs, they have cattle. Uh, there are all kinds of animals that they have on their land and some in their houses. Some people have a whole lot of cats in their houses. And, and the thing that uh, recognized me today or helped me to see today was that he not only made a covenant with mankind, but he made a covenant to all living creatures of every kind. He said, I will remember my covenant between me and you. And that was between God and Noah and all living creatures of every kind, which was represented on the ark. All of the other creatures that were, were destroyed off of the ark, but God had destroyed every living creature off of the ark. So when he came back and made the covenant, it was not only a covenant to mankind, but it was a covenant uh, to creatures. Hello, somebody. To the animals. And God created it all. Hello, somebody. And that's why we can't be cruel. It must not be cruel to animals. How, how can you call yourself a Christian and, and, and you're cruel to God's creation? Hello, somebody. Uh, how can, and we must do our best to take care of the creatures. We must do our best to take care of the planet and especially do our best to take care of all mankind because God 
had a covenant for them all. Hello, somebody. Every living creature of all kind, he says, I'll never again with the waters uh, because of the flood destroy all life. And that life included the creatures. Ooh, that, that, and I had never seen that before because I'm not, you know, I'm not animal oriented. Leviticus 26 and 42 says, then I remember my covenant with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham. And I will remember the land. Hello, somebody. God is a promise keeper once again with that covenant. If he says it, that settles it. And God will always remember. And that's how we got to, and why we got to get this word of God in our heads. That's why we got to study in Sunday school and study on Wednesday night to get this word in our heads. So when we face a certain situation, we know what the word of God says and we can manifest it and apply the wisdom of God to our lives by obeying the word of God in our lives. He said, I'm going to remember the covenant. Hey, that's uh, over. Uh, uh, 4,000 uh, uh, 4, or more years ago. Uh, he said, I remember my covenant with Jacob uh, and, and Isaac and uh, with Abraham, one we call fa Father Abraham, 42 generations away, and I will remember the land. He promised them the land. Hello, somebody. Should we be con concerned about the earth and, and not polluting the earth? Should we be concerned about taking care of the animals of the earth? Yes, we should be all of that because God created it all and God has made a covenant with it all and he wants us all to keep his covenant in Jesus name in Jesus name he's a promise keeper he promised them a land flowing with milk and honey he promised Abraham to make him the father of many nations he said you're going to have so many different relatives it's going to be like the stars in the sky and guess what if you follow Abraham's lineage and all of his sons hello somebody we just talk about uh Ishmael and Isaac, but he had other sons as well. Hello, somebody. And they all became nations. Woo! And he had those with a different wife than Sarah. Hello, somebody. God is a promise keeper, church. And whatever you're facing tonight, you got to be able to stand on his word. Are you going through a sad time? God says in his word, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You got to manifest that in your mind. Oh, there'll be nights of weeping at times. And, and sometimes we go through stuff, uh, losing a loved one, and there'll be weeping. And sometimes, uh, oh, we go through a divorce. Uh, sometimes we go through bankruptcy. Sometimes we, we get our house, uh, oh, taken and our cars repo. Sometimes in this life, you're going to face fires and floods and tornadoes and all kinds of stuff that goes on down here on the earth as we're trying to make our way to 
to heaven. And sometimes we've got to cry. Sometimes, but God says, don't allow that weeping to take over your whole life. You've got to, that weeping has a period. And after that period is over, you as a Christian must experience joy. There's somebody who's lost a loved one. And God says, weeping is over. It's morning time. Hello, somebody. Morning time, not morning time. Hello, somebody. Joy comes in the morning. He is a promise keeper. He can give you the joy that would help you to move on from your night of weeping in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. But you got to know his covenant. You got to know his word. You got to know his person. Hello, somebody. In Jesus' name. God is Bethlehem and saints of God a promise keeper and he remembers every covenant that he says um, that he would keep. You know, I, I, I got to see uh, the George Foreman, a big George Foreman uh, movie for the first time. I remember when it came out in theaters and didn't get an opportunity to go see it. And it, it was a very uh, awesome testimony about uh, George. He called him Big George. Uh, foreman and in, in, in his earlier lives, though he came from a Christian household, he did not know God, but he met God in the latter years of his life and he became the oldest heavyweight champion in the world. And God gets glory for his story through and what what he what he shared through the movie. But the unique thing that I saw was is that his wife had a vision. And, and, and his her vision was, she believed, was from God. And George believed that it was from God, which to them meant it was a covenant. And George got his first chance to the heavyweight champion against Vander Holyfield and lost it all. And lost it all, but he got a $10 million paycheck. And he was fighting to keep his church and his youth center alive. That was the only reason why he was fighting at that time. It wasn't for personal gain. And the banker told him that, hey, you don't, you won't ever have to fight again. But there was only one problem. It was a covenant. He believed the, the vision that God gave his wife that he would become the heavyweight champion of the world. And he had to continue to fight. And he kept on fighting till he got another shot at the world championship and he won it because for big joys god was a covenant keeper guess what god can work not only in big george's life but he can work in big mike's life hello somebody back in school i was a little skinny boy but i had a letterman's jacket on the back of it it said big mike hello somebody god can work in big mike's life god can work oh in big whoever's life for those that believe Leave him in Jesus' name. One plus God is the majority. You don't have to worry about the numbers of the people around you. All you've got to do is believe that God is a covenant keeper. What did he say that he was about to manifest in your life? What visions, what dreams did he say that he was about to manifest? Was it a business? Huh? What dreams? Huh? Oh, is it a marriage for the, for the single for what vision do you believe that God says uh, that he can do and will do in your life? I came here tonight, this morning, this afternoon, 
whatever you click the button oh or click the link oh to let you know that god is a covenant keeper if he did it for big george if he did it for big abraham if he did it for big jacob if he did it for big isaac if he did it for big noah if he did it hello somebody hello faithfulness series he can do it for you in jesus name because he's been faithful hello brooklyn tabernacle choir our theme for this month he's been faithful to me in jesus name talking about tonight he was faithful to noah he was faithful to noah this last thing is is is, is just a sign somebody tonight this evening have been praying for a sign. Now, now, Jesus rebuked those who had hard hearts because they they were they were they were wanting a sign, and Jesus had given them every sign that they needed to to know about the Messiah. The Messiah. Uh, he fulfilled all of the Old Testament prophets prophecies about the messiah and they were still asking for a sign because they were not standing on his word if they would have stood on his word they wouldn't need a sign Ooh, i said something there if they would have stood on his word they would not need a sign just like when i preached about the disciples after the crucifixion and they got scattered and their whole lives was utterly devastated but jesus had told them before for exactly what was going to happen. He was going to be turned over all to the religious leaders, the Pharisees and Sadducees, Sadducees and prophecies. He's going to have to go to Jerusalem and they was going to crucify him. He told them verbatim what was going to happen and that the son of man would have to die. And he, and he told them and they stopped listening at die and, and they couldn't put their arms or, or their heads around the death of the Messiah, but it was the prophecy that God had sent him, but for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. This was the sign of uh, Jonah. Oh, and three days he would be raised again from the dead. Oh, but they didn't listen all the way. Hello, somebody. They was in Bible study, but they stopped listening at the hard stuff. They stopped listening at the bad stuff. And that's why I always got to tell you to prepare you for this life. Some bad stuff will happen in your life. Some stuff will flow, will hit you in the gut, and you'll bend over, oh, gasping for air. In this life, we will have heartaches. In this life, we will have trouble. But Jesus said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world world listen to that bad stuff and then you'll be able to endure the weeping in the night so that joy will come in the morning they stop listening don't ever stop listening to the word of god obey the word of god manifested in your life because if not oh you'll be looking for signs all the time when god has told you exactly what he was about to do you don't need a sign all you need is the word of god but god God gave them the rainbow. Hello, somebody. God gave them the rainbow. This, this was the cloud sign. Hello, somebody. He says, whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds. Hello, somebody. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember 
the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. That is a sign. Somebody's been looking for a sign and God is giving you the sign of the rainbow to let you know tonight that your life will not be destroyed. Hello, somebody. Somebody knows somebody struggling right now because uh, your mate left you last night and you're utterly destroyed. Oh, they put an order on you. You can't go back home. Can't go near your children. You can't do nothing. It seems like uh, the devil is footloose and fancy free in your life and you have lost everything. God has sent me here tonight to give you that sign of the rainbow to let you know that your life will not be destroyed in Jesus' name. He's still Jehovah Jireh and he will manifest uh, miracles of provisions uh, from places that you did not know of in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I want you to be encouraged tonight. You've got a sign. He is a covenant keeping God. And he says tonight, be anxious for nothing. Don't be anxious for nothing, but in prayer with supplication, let your request be made known. He says tonight, oh, be anxious for nothing, but look at the lilies in the valley. If you don't have lilies, look at the roses. If you don't have roses, look at the orchids. If you don't have orchids, look at the cactus. Hello in the desert out there in Vegas. Oh, look at the signs God will provide provide for your every need and it's a rainbow tonight and God is saying that your life will not be destroyed in Jesus name your church will not be destroyed God knows what your church has gone through with your pastor what your third what your church is going through with everything that has happened and God says tonight your church will not be destroyed some of us have experienced that rainbow uh back in 2020 when COVID tried to destroy everything but God had a rainbow over Bethlehem hello somebody God had a rainbow over your church and if he did it in 20 2020, guess what? He can do it again. And 2020, uh, 2023, he is the great I am. He's an ever-present God. All the psalmist said in a time of trouble in Jesus' name. I'm out of time, saints, but I want to pray for you before we go and I give the invitation. Father God, somebody's listening tonight and they're struggling. And they're trying to determine God's will for their church. They're trying to determine God's will for their life after their marriage has fallen apart or after the death of a child. And it has wrecked a marriage and wrecked everything after the losing of it all in the fire. Oh, somebody tonight needs uh, oh, to get this rainbow sign and let them know tonight, Father, that their life will not be utterly destroyed in Jesus' name that you are covenant-keeping God and you're giving them the sign of the rainbow and that their heart will not be destroyed. Their mind will not be destroyed. Their body will not be destroyed. You're delivering right now from drug addiction and alcoholism, Father, from prescription drugs, Father, in Jesus' name, your anointing and appointing is following right now by the power of your Holy Spirit. 
Spirit, to those that need to hear a word from the Lord tonight. Work and move, Father, in Jesus' name. We believe by faith that we all have the victory right here and right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and praise the Lord before we leave tonight. I know I'm out of time, but I want to take this time to share um, the real sign. And you heard me say, talk about the sign of Jonah and how uh, this sign was that Jesus would be dead in the belly of the well of death. Um, but Jonah got spewed up on the third day, right to the purpose that God had called him to. And we want you to take this sign and be spewed up uh, right to the purpose that God has called you to. This sign is that God, John 3, 16. This rainbow, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And tonight, if you can believe that Jesus was God's only son, that he was the Messiah, that he died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day so that today you can be saved, then tonight, pray this simple prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe in your sign. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you were buried and raised again on the third day so that today I may be saved. Come into my heart, come into my life, come into my will, that I might be spewed up into the purposes of God in my life. I thank you for the rainbow that, that did not allow my life to be destroyed up to this point. And I thank you that you have greater things in store for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time and you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, we're located at 311 North Dunbar in the heart of Paul's Valley, Garvin County. Then this coming Sunday, I want to see you in our church I, and i said our church before i invited you to church some if you pray that prayer to accept jesus christ i'm telling you to come home come on home because you've been born into the body of jesus christ right here at the bethlehem baptist church we're located at 311 north dunbar again we're located at 311 north dunbar and i want to see you in the church and after i finish preaching on sunday i want you to come down and let me know that you pray to accept jesus christ as your lord and serve savior listening or watching to a word from the uh, watching uh, uh wednesday night bible study we do have a program a word from the lord but this is wednesday night bible study so we want to see you let us know and we'll accept you to the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. I want to thank you for listening, Bethlehem and saints of God. And I pray that you are encouraged. And if this message encourages you, I want you to share it. Either if you're listening on YouTube, I want you to share it. Get the links and share it in all of your uh, social media, whether it is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, that we might get this word out 
that the devil may not have the victory in lives that he's trying to destroy. Uh, send your family and friends this rainbow sign in Jesus' name. Let me go ahead and give the benediction. Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your holy name. You're truly worthy to be praised, worthy of glory, honor, power, dominion, and might forever and ever. And we pray tonight, Lord, that you put your head to protection around us. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again. And the people of God said, amen and praise the Lord. And remember, Bethlehem, stay connected. Stay connected to God's person. Stay connected to God's precepts. And stay connected to God's people. In Jesus' name, you are dismissed.